It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. We've had issues with the video audio the last couple weeks, so today... I took it upon myself to use a different streaming service. We will be starting a new one officially with all the banners and all that kind of stuff that you're used to seeing over on the screen. So today, you're not going to see it. You're seeing something, say, powered by StreamYard. That's going to be our new uh, streaming provider. So I hope this is much better than what we've been dealing with with Restream. So wanted to go ahead and do that as we're starting training camp. A lot of important shows. I want all the YouTube uh, viewers to be able to get the best quality possible. Now, if you always want to just listen on your podcasting platform, that's fine. You can check us out over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, all of those. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Panthers and all of your favorite podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. To participate in this week's weekly Friday mailbag, either at me at Julian Council or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We finally made it, y'all. We have finally made it. It's been a long, long, long road to getting to the regular season. Well, we're not the regular season yet, but getting to this preseason point of football. Now, it's only one more day. I hate the offseason. Free agency can be fun. The draft drags on way too long. And then after that, we're just sitting there in the doldrums of the NFL calendar talking about OTAs, mandatory minicamp, and whether this player is actually going to make things happen this upcoming season and whether him his absence means anything at all. But now we can throw that away and we can focus on the Panthers being down there in training camp in Spartanburg at Wofford ahead of their 28th season here in the National Football League. And I'm excited to see what happens this upcoming year. I understand that Matt Rule has a ton of pressure on him going into this upcoming season, and they'd have a new quarterback in Baker Mayfield, well, likely going to be the starting quarterback, and there's certainly other aspects of this roster, like Christian McCaffrey's health and the defense continuing to ascend this upcoming year. That will be pivotal in Carolina trying to find its way back to the playoffs for the first time since 2017. Let's focus on right now as we start off the show on some of the key camp battles this upcoming training camp for the next couple of weeks for the Panthers and the first one and the one that everyone's going to be talking about is Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold for the right to be the starting quarterback heading out of the tunnel week one against the Cleveland Browns looking at what the Panthers did this offseason by trying to get Deshaun Watson by calling about Russell Wilson by drafting a quarterback and being interested potentially taking a quarterback in the top 10 at sixth overall then to trading for Baker Mayfield at every turn this offseason they have told you that they do not believe 
in Sam Darnold. Yes, Scott Fitterer, the Panthers general manager, and others have said that they need to do more to help Sam and really whoever starts at quarterback. But they've also said, we need to find someone that can stabilize that position. Sam Darnold is not that guy. Now, it's very possible that Sam Darnold, now working with Ben McAdoo, having the head start of working in the system and trying to learn his offense throughout the offseason where Baker Mayfield's only had the last two weeks to prepare himself, and he was out there last week with Sam and PJ and Matt Corral with their skill position players working together. And I saw Josh Klein of the Riot Report, who's been on the show, friend of the podcast, who tweeted out photos of Teddy Bridgewater doing the same thing and Sam Darnold last year doing the same thing. And we know that neither one of those guys doing those offseason workouts with the wide receivers really amounted to anything in the win-loss column for the Carolina Panthers. Not to say that things can't finally change and that third time is the charm here in Carolina. I hardly look at this as a quarterback competition. I do see the advantages that Sam Darnold has, but when you look at the career of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, not a great situation, and the career that Sam Darnold's had in New York and Carolina both, turning out not to be great situations for his first four years, then it really leads me to believe that the Carolina Panthers want to start Baker Mayfield, and they expect Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback. They just have to keep up the pretense for now that this is actually a quarterback competition. I do not believe that at all. Baker Mayfield should win this battle, but hey, who knows? Maybe Sam Darnold actually has stepped up and is in position to actually compete and take this job once again. At the center position, that was one of the key positions that need to be fixed this offseason. Matt Paradis was the starting center the last three years, went down with an ACL injury, and Pat Elfline, who was brought in Carolina last year on the first day of free agency, started at left guard, was injured a little bit, then moved over to his center position that he played at when he was with the Vikings and back in college when he was at the Ohio State University. Elfline, much better as a center than a left guard, but still not a high-caliber starter in the NFL. Bradley Bozeman, though, has played really well the last couple of years with, excuse me, with the Baltimore Ravens, and he is in position now, in my belief, to come in here and take over this job once again. So that will be a battle to look at, and there's a possibility that Pat O'Flynn or Bozeman, depending on who wins the starting job, could be there competing at left guard with a guy like Brady Christensen. And this is less so a camp battle, but something interesting to watch for me going into it is who will be the starter at left tackle. I think that's one of the key questions, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but Iki Aquanu. Brady Christensen, Matt Rule kind of alluded to the possibility of Brady being there. Once they open up training camp, that Icky needs to get to a certain level and drop some weight, which I hope he's done over the last couple weeks before the Panthers are ready to put him out there at left tackle. And then you would think that Brady Christensen then would move inside to left guard. So that's one battle in a way to look at as we head into training camp here tomorrow. Uh, Backup running back. That is one that is also important considering the health of Christian McCaffrey or really the poor health of Christian McCaffrey the last couple of seasons as he has missed 23 games over the last two years here of Matt Rule. And that's coincided with the Carolina Panthers going 10-23. and And no, they didn't win every game that Christian played, but you can still see the importance that Christian McCaffrey has on this roster. Um, but who's, who is his backup going to be in the event that Christian does go down? Or more so in the event that the Carolina Panthers actually do go out and find a way to, um, excuse me, to, uh, well, they limit his carries, his touches this upcoming season, something they haven't really done over the last couple of years. Well, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, both of those guys will be in position. Chuba filled in last season, played admirably. Was he better than Mike Davis the year prior? No, 
different kind of player, different kind of runner. Not great receiving out of the backfield. Foreman, that's not necessarily his forte either, but he was really good last season in Tennessee. And when we went over our position breakdowns at every kind of positional or like yards per carry and all the metrics last season, Dante Foreman was better than Chuba Hubbard. And my expectation would be that Dante Foreman, who gives them more of a change of pace, being that downhill runner, and they've talked about, the Panthers have, that they want to institute more of a downhill rushing attack this upcoming season. I look at Dante Foreman being in a better position to start off as a number two running back in this Panthers offense the upcoming year. Some guys that are on the bubble this upcoming year in training camp are former seventh-round pick back in 2020, Stan Thomas Oliver, and this year, seventh-round pick Kalen Barnes out of Baylor. Both those guys play corner, but the expectation for neither one of them is going to be to actually be in the cornerback rotation and contributing on the field on this defense. Where they're going to try and make the roster, though, is via special teams, is why Stan Thomas Oliver has been on the roster the last two seasons, and then why he might be taken over by Kalen Barnes, who, again, played at Baylor, was recruited by Coach Rule, and when he got on the phone with him, he said, hey, are you still fast? They're looking for that kind of athleticism. He has a little, a little bit more length than Stan Thomas Oliver. Those are two guys who will be battling to stay on the roster in that cornerback room by being special teams aces. We will see how that pans out. And really the camp battle that I'm looking most forward to is the camp battle between the elder statesman, the oldest tenured Panther, J.J. Jansen, and Thomas Fletcher. I guess you can call him a second-year player, even though he missed the entirety of last season due to injury. Those two will be competing for the long snapper position coming here into Carolina. And I've said this a few times so far on the show. Matt Rule and the Panthers' decision to draft Fletcher in the sixth round in a year where they had 11 draft picks isn't really that big of a deal to me right now. Last season, Fletcher clearly got beat out by J.J. Jansen. Thomas Fletcher, who was the long snapper of the year back at Alabama, and that Bama team was so good that even he, the long snapper, was able to get drafted, not even in the seventh round, but the sixth round overall. But he, got, he went down with an injury. They were able to put him on the season-ending injury, whatever, uh, IR last year, and did not have to cut him, which would have likely been the case had he stayed healthy. So that gave the Panthers pretty much, you know, a mulligan to see if Thomas Fletcher could beat out J.J. Jansen. Now that mulligan's here, let's see if he can do it. If he can't, then you just wasted a draft pick on a long snapper who could not beat out someone who is the oldest player on the team. And J.J. has been terrific for all these years for Carolina, and I would love for J.J. to stay here. It just feels like for Matt Rule not to take another L, Thomas Fletcher needs to step up and perform to the level that I guess they expected out of him when they drafted him there in the sixth round back in 2021 in the NFL draft. All right, so those are the key camp outs. Quarterback, center, Backup running back, long snapper, special teams ace in the cornerback room, and even a little bit the left tackle position. We'll talk more about that as that's one of our key camp, uh, training camp uh, questions heading into, well, tomorrow when training camp gets started. At least the Panthers report down in Spartanburg on campus of Watford College on Tuesday morning. Um, Something else we need to look at. Breakout candidates. Who among these 90 heading down to Spartanburg is someone that you have your eye on, but really – who I have my eye on to potentially be a breakout candidate here in 2022. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. 
BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to the website today or use mobile device to learn more about the action of happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every year heading down to training camp, we always try to figure out who are the guys that are going to break out. Who are the training camp darlings that are going to carry over those performances to the preseason games and then, of course, into the next 18 weeks of the season and actually make an impact on this Carolina Panthers roster. There are five guys I'm looking at as breakout candidates heading in to training camp tomorrow once the Panthers report in. Going to start off with number one, Frankie Luvu. Last year came in. As someone who was expected to play special teams and it could play a little bit of defense and maybe contribute in that manner. And we saw fairly early on in the preseason that hmm, the Panthers might have more out of Frankie Louvu than just someone who's going to come in and potentially be a special teams ace. Like this guy might actually be a contributor. And we saw that last season as Frankie Louvu was one of the highest-graded linebackers on this team. Actually, might have been the highest-graded linebacker in this team in a more reduced role. Now, with Hassan Reddick gone and with Jeremy, uh, with Jermaine Carter Jr., excuse me, now gone to Kansas City, Frankie Louvu is going to step up into a starting position. And throughout the offseason, when Scott Fitter and Matt Rule and the other Panthers staffers have been asked about, hey, how do you replace Hassan Reddick? Do you believe in Frankie Louvu? They've always said that, yeah, we think that Frankie can be a starter for us, and we're really excited to see what he can do. And when Frankie Luvo stepped up there during a mandatory minicamp and OTAs and spoke to the media, he talked about his mentality last season coming into it was that he wanted to take someone's job, and not necessarily has he taken anyone's job, but he has at least instilled the confidence within the organization, both the coaching staff and the front office, that hey, this guy can come out here and be a really good player for us this upcoming season. And I'm really excited to see what Frankie Lugu can do now as he's going to be the starting, one of the starting outside linebackers on this team. This really probably the starting outside linebacker on his team this upcoming season. What will his role be on third down? I don't know whether they'll be asking him to be the primary rusher. Either way, first and second down, we're going to see a lot of Frankie Lugu. And it's important that he does break out because the last couple seasons since Luke Keekley retired, Shaq Thompson has – it's sent into a captain role. He played really well last year. He's just had to deal with Jermaine Carter Jr., who just isn't a high-level NFL starter, and Tahir Whitehead, who was an absolute liability at middle linebacker a couple years ago back in 2020. Shaq needs a running mate, and this defense is not going to get any better until you find someone who can consistently play at the other linebacker spots, like Frankie, and potentially we'll see what they get out of Damian Wilson, what they can potentially get out of Shaq's uh, childhood friend, Corey Littleton 
who struggled the last couple years in Las Vegas. But one player that you're really, I have my eyes on, I'm sure a lot of Panther fans have their eyes on as a potential breakout candidate is Frankie Luvu, especially considering that he came in last year, low expectations, and showed us a lot in limited snaps. Now we'll see what it looks like heading into this upcoming season as him in a full-time starting role. And we talk about players that can replace the production of Hassan Reddick, who's now back up in Philadelphia. One player I'm looking at is Marquise Haynes. Marquise Haynes was a premier pass rusher in the SEC at Ole Miss a couple years ago. Excuse me, came into Carolina as someone that would be a situational pass rusher. Wasn't Didn't have a ton of weight. He's gained more. He's he's now you know gotten up to about two fifty. He's he's sturdier. He's 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 bigger than he's ever been before. And he's someone who's produced in limited snaps, kind of like Frankie Lube over the last couple of years. Had seven sacks past two seasons. Now the expectation is going to be, hey, can you make that maybe a season long total opposed to just combining the last two seasons? Can you get to six, seven sacks this upcoming season and be able to replace that production that the Carolina Panthers are losing with Hassan Reddick going up to Philadelphia and. I, li- I like Haynes. I- I'm happy to see him back here after exit interviews in January. It really seemed like he was saying goodbye in that Twitter post. But the Carolina Panthers looked at him and thought that, hey, that's someone that we want back on this roster. That's someone who we think can come out here and can contribute in a big way this upcoming season. So him and Luvu, both at rush in positions and maybe even playing on first and second down as well in whatever role Phil Snow has for them, those are two players that I think can break out and be able to replace the, uh, or at least hopefully replace the production that's been lost with Hassan Reddick now going up to Philadelphia. And the wide receiver position last year, production went way down. DJ Moore was the same guy he's been the last three seasons. Robbie Anderson, after having his first 1,000-yard season and leading the team in receptions in 2020, did not play well. Curtis Samuel left to go reunite with Ron Rivera and the coaching staff up there in Washington or Panthers Mid-Atlantic, if you want to call it that. He was injured the entire season, but still losing Curtis Samuel, who was one of the four players on that 2020 team that went from over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. That hurt the Panthers. And getting Robbie to not play the way he played, the poor quarterback play, of course, poor offensive line play, but also just never really being able to establish a number three wide receiver. And that was Brandon Zilstra. That's probably the third best wide receiver the Carolina Panthers had last year. And as much as I appreciate Brandon Zilstra's efforts here in Carolina the last couple of seasons, he cannot be your number three wide receiver and you think you're going to have any sort of success. Which leads me now to Terrace Marshall. A lot of teams, including the Carolina Panthers, had a first-round grade on him. Back in the 2021 draft, he had the knee injury, had other issues at LSU as far as injury and health-wise that led a lot of teams not to be interested in taking him in the first round. So he slips to the second round, and the Carolina Panthers, after trading back, were able to take him out of LSU. And there was the thought that, hey, this guy can come in one day and maybe be that guy opposite of DJ Moore who can be a game-breaker and an excellent player for the Carolina Panthers out wide at wide receiver. The only problem was it took him some time as last season throughout OTAs and mandatory minicamp, he was in a red jersey, was barely practicing, and was getting more mental reps and actual physical reps. And once we got down to training camp, he was healthier, but still we never saw Terrace Marshall at the level that I think a lot of fans hoped that we would have seen last season, just looking at his 6'4 frame, his size, his speed, his athleticism, and really 
the production he's been able to put up when he has been healthy back in college. And now my hope is, looking at how healthy he's been, listening to Christian McCaffrey, listening to Sam Darnold, listening to Matt Rule and all of the people on the Panthers' offense who have talked about him this past this offseason, it looks like Terrace Marshall is primed and ready for a breakout. And not knowing what we're going to get out of Robbie Anderson this upcoming season, you really need Terrace Marshall to step up and be that player that can – be the next LSU wide receiver who has a breakout season. He's his teammates back in that 2019 national championship team, Jordan Jefferson, or sorry, Justin Jefferson and um Terrace or Jamar Chase rather, have both come out of the gates in the NFL and have put up rookie receiving records. Now as a second year player in the NFL, really first time truly healthy, can Terrace Marshall also put up big time numbers and get over a thousand yards receiving this up upcoming year? I hope that's the case, but he certainly is my one of probably my top breakout player this upcoming season. Another player that's it's who needs to break out, and I talked about this last week as well, but who's a breakout candidate for me is Itor Grossmanos. Back in 2020, he was drafted in the second round. I, I read a lot of great reports about him. I was like, hey, this guy is just a dog. He's athletic. He's going to come off the edge, and he's going to be a real impact player for the Carolina Panthers. Problem is, really hasn't been healthy. And when he finally got an opportunity last year against Buffalo, where he had two and a half sacks. Got COVID, and that was the last that we saw of him that season. Now heading into year three, Morgan Fox is no longer here. The Panthers brought in Fox last year thinking that, hey, he was a better option for us inside or at the defensive end position than Gross Matos going into the second year. They no longer feel that way. They think it's time for Gross Matos to step up and be that player. Like Derek Brown, who was drafted the round ahead of him in the first round there in 2020, he needs to show this season that he can be a key member on that defensive line, not just this year, but in the years to come. So Etor Grossmatos now becoming a starter, just looking at when he's been healthy, what he's been able to do. I think he's someone who can break out. And the final breakout candidate I have for the Carolina Panthers is also a second-year player, Brady Christensen. Drafting the third round last year out of BYU as an All-American back in college. I did question the level of competition he played back in 2020 with the pandemic season and BYU not playing a lot of those Power five West Coast opponents that they typically play, but still he came in and made an impact when he was called upon. Whether it was at right tackle or left tackle in the last couple of weeks to play, even at guard, Brady Christensen has showed his versatility. He's shown his willingness willingness to learn, and he's been a really good competitor so far here in Carolina. And he's someone that I know a lot of y'all wanted to see play more last season. Now we get to see a much more of him this upcoming year, whether it's at left tackle or left guard or right guard, however it pans out. Brady Christensen is going to be among the top five offensive linemen here in Carolina this upcoming season, and him performing at a high level is going to be paramount to the Carolina Panthers being able to turn around this offensive line and actually give Darnold or Corral or Baker, whoever plays quarterback back there, a chance to have success in this Ben McAdoo offense here in 2022. So Frankie Louvu, Marquis Haynes, Terrace Marshall, Etor Grossmatos, and Brady Christensen, all five of those guys I'm looking out as breakout candidates in training camp and throughout the 2022 season. Now, you can't just talk about breakout candidates. You can't just talk about the camp battles when you're talking about training camp. You also have to look at some of those guys right there on the roster bubble, the Hard Knocks darlings. Now, Hard Knocks is not here, unfortunately, in Carolina. We will have Camp Confidential, and I'm sure they'll do a great job as the Carolina Panthers digital team always does. But there's some players on this roster who are right there on the edge that I'm interested in seeing how they perform and what their role might be if they do make the team this upcoming season. I'll talk about them here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Mm-hmm. 
Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past. But what if you get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the Apple App Store and Google Play Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For years, I've kind of laughed at HBO Hard Knocks. It's always been a, a good show, and people have enjoyed it. I've not necessarily watched so much of it in recent years. You look at the teams, like, am I really interested in this team? And then the NFL has all the parameters of, hey, if you made the playoffs last season, or you have a new coach and all that kind of stuff, you don't have to be forced to do it. In this upcoming year, it's going to be the Detroit Lions. And Dan Campbell, the knee-biter himself, will likely be entertaining. Will Jared Goff, who was once upon a time a hard knocks uh, celebrity because he didn't know um, where the sun rose and, and set, <laughs> which is just insane to me. A guy who went to UCLA, but really not even someone from UCLA. Anyone in the world wouldn't know that the uh, sun rises in the east and sets in the west. But either way, that's just how it is. Um, but I've always laughed not just at the teams that they choose that aren't interesting at all, like the Joe Philbin Miami Dolphins, but I always laughed at how much attention they give a lot of these end-of-the-roster guys who probably aren't going to make the team. And when you get to training camp, yeah, you have 90 guys there, really just so you can do as much practicing as possible. Like the practice squad being up to 16 players now is beneficial to the 53-man roster because you now have 69 players, nice, that uh, you can work with throughout the week, and that helps improve your team. That's kind of the same thing we got going on in training camp. We pretty much already know who the 53 guys are going to be on the roster. There might be two, three, maybe even four positions that are up for grabs as far as like, hey, it's either, either this guy or that guy, either that position or this position. But for the most part, we know who's going to make the roster. There are four guys that I look at as fringe roster players that I'm going to have my eye on heading to Spartanburg here the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to start off with Dennis Daly. Fifth-round pick a couple years ago out of South Carolina was a Marty Herney and Ron Rivera selection. And he's had opportunities to start, whether it's been at left tackle, whether it's been at left and right guard. And it's been a mixed result for Dennis Daly. He's had the ankle injury back in 2020. He had injuries last year as well and just performance. And you see that they brought in Cade Mays. You've seen the Panthers have brought in Deontay Brown. And conventional wisdom would tell you that, well, they're probably done with Dennis Daly. Although he is an older player. 
He does have the experience, and now you can also add in Michael Jordan, who they brought in last year as a free agent throughout the in the during the regular season. And you can see that hey, the Panthers seem to be pretty set at guard. Dennis Daly's still going to be a fringe guy because I've seen other folks who cover the team talking about hey, maybe even Deontay Brown might be right there as a fringe roster guy, and maybe Dennis Daly might have an opportunity moving forward to be a part of this roster. He is someone who I am very curious to see what his reps are going to be and what team he's going to be playing. I don't expect him to be on the first team, but what kind of role will he play? Like, How will he perform in the preseason games? Because that will be paramount to his uh, chances of being on the team this upcoming season. As as I mentioned, a lot of younger guys have been drafted the last couple of years. Rashard Higgins as well. Before the Baker Mayfield trade, what it really felt like Rashard Higgins was probably going to be on the outside looking in. And Shai Smith is probably also a fringe guy as well. Also, the legal troubles don't, haven't really gotten any update there. I assume he'll be down in Spartanburg um, for training camp. That's not going to be an issue. We'll see how the how that plays out, but I expect him to be down there. But Higgins was someone who, hey, bring him in, cheap contract. Last year, David Moore was a player that they brought in on a cheap deal. He was coming off a really good year in Seattle and was expected to be the punt returner. That didn't really work out, and he decided, hey, let's move on. Uh, Higgins isn't going to be a punt returner. I don't expect him really to be a special teams player. He likely is going to be like the number four receiver on this team. And when you look at Brandon Zilstra, who's likely going to make the roster again because of special teams, then you only have maybe one, two more spots for wide receivers as DJ's going to be on the team. Robbie, Terrace, those are your top three. Then Zilstra, I expect to be on the roster as well. Then you got Shai Smith who they drafted last year, and Higgins, who they just brought in as guys competing. Now with Baker, though, a quarterback that he's had success with, that he has a rapport with, to play with the last couple of years in Cleveland, I think that's only going to help Rashard Higgins have a chance to make this roster this upcoming season. And he's going to be someone who gets a lot of reps and a lot of snaps, I expect, in those preseason games. And how he performs mainly probably with guys like P.J. Washington or Walker, excuse me. I always make that mistake when talking about the two P.J.'s in town. Uh, but with P.J. Walker and Matt Corral, that will be something that really you know shows what his role will be, whether he'll make the team here in Carolina this upcoming season. Another one of those special teams wide receivers that are right on the bubble is C.J. Saunders, who is kind of a younger Brandon Zilstra, except he returns punts. We heard about it last year. They really liked the undrafted free agent out of Ohio State. Sorry, the Ohio State. And we heard about it even the last couple weeks ago, back in OTA's mandatory minicamp, that C.J. Saunders was once again making plays, catching everything in sight, like Brandon Zilstra did to make this roster a few years ago. Is it possible that C.J. Saunders goes out there and takes Zilstra's job? The Panthers still don't have a punt returner. Andre Roberts will be the kick returner. They still don't have a designated punt returner that they can, they can rely on. There might be opportunities this season, like last year, where DJ Moore might return a punt. I will continue to say the best punt returner on this team is Christian McCaffrey, but I understand the NFL, you don't risk those players, the potential injury in, in that situation. But still, the best punt returner is Christian McCaffrey. They got to find somebody who's expendable, I guess, but also potentially can add something to the punt return game that they haven't gotten over the last two years here in Carolina. Maybe the, the coverage and protection scheme will be different with Chris uh, Tabor here, the new special teams coordinator. I don't know. But CJ Saunders is someone who could be the favorite, potentially, to sneak on the roster via that punt return uh, role. And one final player that I'll be looking at will be Kenny Robinson Jr. Drafted a couple years ago, fifth round, I think. Was an XFL player, started off his career at West Virginia before running into some issues there at WVU. And the last two years, he's been in camp, hasn't made the roster. But finds his way on the practice squad, then finds his way on an active roster. And towards last season, with injuries... He was starting 
And there was a lot of positive talk about Kenny Robinson Jr. with Phil Snow and Matt Rule and some of the other players on that roster. And now I'm wondering, okay, you got Jeremy Chin, you got Xavier Woods. You brought back Sean Chandler, Sam Franklin's still here, Justin Burris returns after being a starting free safety the last couple seasons. You know, where, where does Kenny Robinson fit into this? Will he beat out Sam Franklin? Will, will Franklin be someone who's going to be on the fringe too, which I guess you can add him to that, this conversation as well? Will, be, will Kenny Robinson Jr. be able to build upon what he did the last couple of weeks of the season and establish himself as someone who firmly should be in a two-deep in that secondary room at, in, at, in, at the safety position this upcoming season? We'll see. So, Dennis Daly, Rashard Higgins, C.J. Saunders, and I guess Sam Franklin and Kenny Robinson Jr. are all players I'm looking at that are right on the fringe of the roster that could or could not make the roster depending upon how they perform the next couple weeks down there in Wofford. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host again, as always, Julian Council. Southern Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Now have a new streaming platform, which I hope certainly is better than what we've been using the last couple weeks with Restream. Going to get all the other graphics and lower thirds on here uh, in the next couple of days as Locked On officially moves me over to that. I went and got my own free account for the week just so we could get into training camp and make sure that the video was good because the last couple weeks, like the last week and a half, has been complete garbage and hate that. Now, the good thing is, though, I always record another stream behind on uh, Adobe Audition, which is just an audio recording, and that's always going to be the best audio possible. So you want to just listen to the audio portion of it, go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcasting platforms out there. Rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, which is usually down on the screen, but not today. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council so you can participate this week on the weekly Friday mailbag. The first one with the Carolina Panthers back there on the field. Either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council, and I'll answer your questions on Friday. In the meantime, y'all, take care. Be safe. Be happy. Be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday as the Carolina Panthers will officially have reported to training camp down at Wofford. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.